BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Baseline, the back up top. Top shot doesn't matter. Maxi swishes the J. And Tyrese Maxi, a clutch three pointer. Tyrese Maxi with another beautiful fadeaway. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's Tyrese here, Maxi on the mic. It's been a very eventful week. Very eventful week. Not even just a week, maybe like last two, three weeks. Um, so I want to get back on it, get back trying to get weekly with you guys. Um, I know a lot of people have been asking me about getting on more. I, I got to do that. I got to do that. You know, the NBA schedule is very busy. So, you know, I'm trying to find a window. I'm trying to find a schedule, trying to find certain days when I can get on. But anyways, I'm going you know to let you guys know about some stuff that's going on. Um, we'll have a little bit of fun, talk about some elephants in the room and uh, talk about vibe and the upcoming schedule. So here we go. Okay, first off, got to address it. Elephant in the room. We all know J.H., James Harden, asked for a trade request after he opted into his contract uh, this summer. You know, we all know now that his his trade request was granted. But for me, I, you know, it, it's sad for me because I, I really do appreciate what James brought to the team collectively and then individually for me. He was... Um, he was like my big brother, but he was somebody that I looked up to as far as what he's done in this in this NBA. You know what I mean? And what he's done in the in his career, what he's done on uh, playing on OKC, then going to Houston, having a a team, a franchise of his own, and, and carrying them uh, on his back for so long, and being able to almost get them to the finals multiple times, have to run into a couple Golden State teams that were, you know, those teams were tough. And then he just taught me so many different things on the court, off the court. Um, and I really do appreciate him. I appreciate him. I don't think – I feel like, you know, I worked hard in my basketball skills and stuff like that, but I don't think I would be confidently like the player that I am today without spending those, you know, however many 18, 19 months that we, that we were together. And so that's going to be a relationship that goes on and on and on forever. But um, that's what I want to say first. I appreciate him now. I'm glad he got his, his wish. I'm glad he got to go to the Clippers, got to go home, play in front of that home crowd. I think – I think this was a bigger 
you know, bigger than basketball move for James. You know, like I think, of course, he's going to want to go there and compete because he still has a lot left in the tank. But I think he wants to go to L.A. because, you know, he's, he's also trying to dip into that next part of his life, you know, career. Um, L.A. is a great place for him for his fashion and all those different things that he, he likes to, to invest in. So, you know, I'm happy for him, happy for him. I found out from the trade, this, I'm just going to give you all my real answer. I told the media a fake answer the other day, but this is the real answer. So if you listen to the pod, you get the real answer. Um, I'm up. I watched, I watched the Lakers and the Magic. And I'm, so I'm wide awake. I took a late nap. I took a very, very, very late nap. So I'm wide awake and I'm scrolling on. I'm, I'm just talking to Chris. I'm talking to Brandon. But then I go get in the bed. So once I get in the bed, you know, yeah, I have all the lights on. And to wind down, I'm on my phone. And I, I log on to Twitter. And this time it's exactly like 2 o'clock a.m. So I'm literally getting ready to put my phone down and go to sleep. But I log on to Twitter. It's the last app I'm going to check today. Tonight or this morning, whatever. But I'm scrolling and I get a notification. And the notification says, it's funny because I never get Twitter like like notification that they just stack up all day. But because I'm on there, I can see the notification come across my phone. And some random person says, Tyrese, you are the captain now with the little Captain Phillips thingy. And I'm like, what? So I click on it and I scroll down and not even... 50 seconds ago, Woj, it's a Woj bomb at 2 a.m. So I'm not going to lie, Woj, they, it's a lot of fake Woj pages out there. So at first glance, I'm like, oh, this is fake. I click on the page and it says 6.1 million followers. I said, oh, no, this is not fake. This is not fake. So I, I, I get up, I go into Chris' room and, and said, bro, like, this is real. And, like, he goes and checks on his phone and, uh, but it's just like, um, I didn't know the details of the trade at that time, so I'm literally landing in the bed. I'm just, I'm just curious, like what, like when you when you have a big trade like that, big name trade. Now you're just curious how many people, how many teams was affected, or how many players were affected, because you know it's not just going to be one for one. That's just not how it works, especially because like the money has to add up and different things like that. So I was just really curious to see like what was the entire dynamic of the trade. So that was, I was crazy. And uh, my first reaction of the whole trade of who we got back. I was really sad to see PJ go. Really sad. And James and Phillip with an F, as Pat Bev calls him. I was really sad to see those guys go. I think Phillip's gonna be a really good player. Um, he was on my summer league team, played a couple games with, with me when I was on um, my summer league team a couple, you know, a couple years back. Then he went back to, you know, overseas playing. So I think he'd be really good. He knows how to play the game, knows how to play defense, knows how to block shots, shoot the ball well. I like Phillip with an F. Um, and then for 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 I talked about James, for for PJ. We kind of developed like a little uh, uncle and, and, and nephew type of relationship. And uh, he used to always mess with me about my new balance, about my shoes and stuff. Uh, I appreciate him for that because, you, know, we, we, you know, we used to always just laugh and joke about it. But uh, it's, really, it's really sad to see him go. Sad to see James go, but it's also sad to see PJ go because he really embraced being in Philly. He really embraced like the toughness of Philly. Uh, he was such a leader for our team the last two years vocally. Uh, emotionally, and just because he's been somebody who won a championship and he's done it before. So we, we kind of leaned on him for a lot of different things, especially defensively. So it's hard to see him go, but, you know, I'm glad he's, he's got somebody like James, so he's been friends with, and Russ and those guys. So, you know, we appreciate PJ. Appreciate PJ a lot. Uh, then for the new guys that we got coming in, KJ, Batum, Morris, and Cove. 
I know a few of those guys outside. I know KJ Martin because you know this is a funny story about him. I was telling somebody that in the facility today. He played for Brian Adams High School, which was the high school that my dad was coaching at for a long time. So, and he was like the one of the only pros. I think he was the only one that came through that high school. So that's a relationship that I had with him. So I, I got to meet Kenny Martin, talk to him plenty of times before I even, you know, was in high school. And then just so happened for that KJ was in the same grade as me. So we grew up playing against each other. So that was that's really cool. We go back. It was good to see him today, you know, walking around the facility and got to talk to him. Um, the Morris twin, I played with him in the Rump Classic, the game that I played in. And uh, thankfully he let me play on his team. We had a good time, laughed. Uh, got to win that the Rum Classic Championship. I think he was the MVP. Um, another guy, you know, who who can help us. Batum, you know, I never played with him, but he's he's famous uh, for me for the, how he shoots the ball, how he catches the ball up top and just doesn't dip it and shoot it. I've always I always mess with people like when I'm working out, I'm trying I'm like saying Batum when I catch it and do it, and I try to do it. So now I can't do that in the, in, in the facility anymore because that's it would be kind of weird, but. And then we have Cub. Cub is the, he's let us know about it. He is the second leading three-point makes, three-point field goal made in Sixers history behind AI. And he says plans to break the record. He may break the record, but I, if, if I'm here long enough, I think I should break that record. <laughs> but no, it's great though. But it's great though. It's great. Um, I think the trade impacts the team. This is the first time we've had like really – like linked at the four spot, at the wing spot, like you know the three four spot, and that's no offense to to you know our, our past teammates. That's just the first time that we've had those type of guys. In the past, we've had like shooting fours, which these guys can shoot as well. But like you know, it's either smaller and, and less athletic fours, like my guy George Yang, who uses his brain and uses his his uh, the way he plays the game, his smarts and his shooting ability to affect the game, and defensively he can affect the game. Uh, Mike Scott, who shot the three ball well, you know, we had different different type of players. And now it's funny, they was walking around the facility. I'm like, man, they, they're huge. You know, they're just huge. They're, they have long arms. Their wingspans are crazy. And it's it's cool to have those guys. So now I think they'll, they'll really affect our team defensively. KJ Martin will be able to, you know, when he gets opportunities to play, he can cut, he can do different things like that to help Joel. Uh, he's a lob threat. I mean, you can always throw the ball up to close to the rim and he'll he'll go get it. Then you have Marcus Morris shooting the ball, uh, defending toughness. You know, I think we'll need that. Batum is a is a, a tenor player. He is like a – he can do everything. He can play small ball five. He can go all the way up and possibly put a three, you know, and that's that's going to be good for us. Cove, you know, he's been in Philly, so he knows his way. And uh, I'm just really excited, man. I'm really excited to see what those guys are going to bring to the table and get them acclimated. That's it about the trade stuff. I do want to talk about a little bit – just the vibe of the team before I go to break. You know, this was a lot different. This situation with JH was a lot different than within the Ben Simmons situation, I think. Um, and I'm not saying either one was bad. I'm not saying talking bad about either one of those guys. Love those guys, both of them. But uh, I just think this one was different. You know, like Nick Nurse, or maybe this is a testimony to Nick Nurse, testimony to some of the guys that were already there during the Ben Simmons saga. But... It's just been different. Like we we haven't been too worried about it. James was really good when he came around. He didn't cause too much commotion, and he still like I just felt like he was very very believing in us. Like he still believed in us to be successful. He still believed in myself. He still was 
giving me pointers on the bench in the last game <laughs> that he was there with us. So it's like he he was very bought in, I feel like, the the time that he was here. And he really wanted to win a championship. He really wanted to win in Philly. He really wanted to help Joel win MVP. He really wanted to help me grow my game, uh, become more mature, become even better than I was when he, before he got there. And I think those goals, you know, our, our ultimate goal wasn't completed, but his some of his personal goals as far as helping Joel, as far as showing the world that he can be a playmaking point guard and still score the ball a little bit, also be showing the world that he can score, you know, in big moments like he did sometimes. You know what I mean? I, I feel like he completed those goals, and I feel like he can be happy with his time in Philadelphia because of the individual goals that he completed and that he helped guys take step forward too. All right, let's take a quick break. Up next, we'll get into how the season's gone so far. You know, we've got it. We got all the, the elephant out the room. We got that out. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, thanks M- NBA. Thanks to my teammates for, you know, selecting me. However that works for a player of the week. Appreciate that. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then we'll talk about, um, I want to talk a little bit about the podcast uh, conversation that we had with, with Pat Bev and Danny Green while he was here. Shout out to DG. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. What's up, y'all? We're back. Max on the mic, back from break. I think first I want to talk about the games. Talk about the games. You know, they threw us right in the fire. NBA threw us right in the fire. They said, you know what? Hey, I know the schedule's been out. Yes, it has been out before the Dame trade. But, you know, they said, you know what? First game, we want to see y'all play against Dame and Giannis, the duo that everybody has been talking about. 
um, since it happened. And it's just ironic that we end up being, it's not, they didn't know that, but it's ironic that we played them on the first, the first game. And it was electric. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and, and say it wasn't. And Tyrese Maxey, a clutch three-pointer. It was electric in there. It felt like a playoff game. Um, you could tell both teams were trying to win. Like, you know, it, wasn't, it didn't feel like a game in October. I know it was a season opener, but, you know, when you play a season opener, it's like, eh, you win something, you lose something. Like, it's not a big deal. Both coaches, both teams, because it, it was so many different storylines if you think about it. You have the Dame and the Giannis storyline. You have our storylines with James Harden. You have Coach Nurse is coaching against his assistant, who has, the, I think, Coach Griffin is his name. He has the coaching job in Milwaukee. You have that. So, and then you have Joel, Giannis, you know, two of the top three players in the league. You know, my name was mentioned a lot, you know, with, with the Dame situation. You have that going on. So it, it was great. It was a great atmosphere. Everybody, I think, everybody who stepped on the court played extremely well. Definitely was a winnable game. I think, you know, we was able to show the world that, uh, you know, we have, we still have a solid team. You know what I mean? We still have a solid team. We have guys that are going to go out there and compete. Uh, we end up losing by one. Dame goes off in the fourth. Um, sad to say this, but it just, it felt like it, that's just how the story had to be written. Dame time. You know what I mean? It just, his <laughs> first game in Milwaukee. Of course, he, he, you know, he plays that way, but he's a special talent. So, you know, it, it, it's good. And I just feel like one thing, some things we can learn from that, he, he, his Dame, you know, sometimes you got, you got to tip your hat to guys. He made a hell of a shot on, on Kelly. Kelly played great defense. Uh, we move on from that game. You know what I mean? We move on from that game. And from there, we go to Toronto, homecoming for Nick Nurse. This, it's, also, it's also just funny. Like, you got to think about that. We play that game, then we backdoor, we're playing – in Toronto, so we, we, we're 0-1, and now we're still searching for Nick Nurse's first win, Coach Nick Nurse's first win, and it just happened to come be in Toronto. Like, how funny is that? So it's, it's great. It's really good that, that it worked out like that. So we really went out there, and we tried to um, really compete for him and uh, for us as well because we wanted to get in the win column, but we wanted to compete. We wanted to win that game for him because that, that's, that's, that's pressure. You know what I mean? That's, that's hard to go into a team, into an organization that you spend 10 years of your life, you won a championship, you put a lot into it, and to go back there and play them to get your first win, that's big time. And I feel like the guys were extremely, extremely receptive of that. They knew the situation, and we tried to go out there and, and be our best for him. Embiid with it. He's going to dribble it out. And that's going to do it. Philadelphia takes it. 114-107 in Nick Nurse's return. And uh, I think they went really well, honestly. I think that went really well. Then we had to fly from there off a of back-to-back, fly back home for our home opener, playing against the Portland Trailblazers, the new-look Trailblazers. Baseline, the back shot. up top. Top wow. shot, does it matter? Maxi swishes the jet. Tyrese Maxi with another beautiful fadeaway. So we played against the Dame, the Dame Bucks. We played. Think, think about this this three game stretch. We played against the Dame Bucks. You know how crazy that is. That that switch up. Then we play against the the new look Raptors with no coach Nurse. Like that's crazy. That's a totally different three sixty. They have a new going in a new different direction there. And Fred, no Fred VanVleet. So that's you know a totally different team to play against with Dennis Schroeder at the at the head of the snake. Then 
we come home and we play against the Dameless Trailblazers who are going in a different direction with young guys who have Scoot and, and DeAndre Aiden, uh, Shane Sharp, and they're going that direction. So that's just a, a funny three-game dynamic that we've had, and that's just the – I think that's the luxury about playing in the NBA and watching the NBA. You, you grow bonds with these teams. Think about it like you get used to seeing Portland, you see a Dame. You get used to seeing the Bucks. You should just seeing Giannis, but Coach Bud. Like now, it's so different. You get Toronto. You know, okay, you're about to play against Nick Nurse. He's gonna do a lot of different schemes. He's gonna do a lot of just different things with all these athletic wings that they have. So it's like it's funny to see how the moving chess pieces of the NBA move along, and that's just I think that's really cool, cool thing that the NBA does. But um, home opener went great, went really well. I feel like we had a dominant performance uh, coming in off the back to back from Toronto. We got in like, like 2, 15, 2, 30. That's tough, you know, coming in off of, off of Toronto, had to do custom, had to do all those different things. And uh, for us to go out there and be resilient, those are games in the past, uh, of my past three years, that we would lose or that we would at least struggle. But I think it was important because we really went out there and we dominated the game. We started off the game dominant. You know, they went on a little run in the second. But uh, beginning of the third, we kind of put the game away. And um, that's a testimony to – our vets, you know, PJ's not with us anymore, but PJ was very vocal. Joel went out there and was extremely assertive. Uh, Tobias has been very, very, very assertive and very aggressive. We need him to stay that way. It's been great for us so far. Um, Kelly was great. Melt was great. Everybody who who played in that game was was tremendous. And uh, I just feel like Nick Nurse has, has brought this new energy, um, new vibe. You know, he uses the words expect to win every single day. And uh, he has just this this creative mind and creative winning ways that you have to buy in. You know what I mean? And, and it's like we get rewarded. It's funny. Like we, it's like we're playing the, against whoever we're playing against out there on the court, but we're also playing against each, like each other. Like he get he rewards us for a certain amount of rebounds. So like Joel had a a double double with, with I think rebounds and points. And he got rewarded. He got to do like some little, he got like Rocky gloves and stuff. And then I had, I was able to record a double-double of our first one with rebounds. And I got rewarded with a robe and we got to take pictures. And and he does this for like every practice, every game. And he charts everything. And he he shows, he holds them accountable. It's been really cool. You know, I, I appreciate him for that. And it's it's been great, honestly. But yeah, I think uh, that's it about the games. It feels good to be back playing though, honestly. Like for me, I miss basketball so much. Like, I, I love working out. Y'all know that I love working out. I love working on my game. I love being creative and finding different ways to fine-tune my game and try to be the best possible version of myself. As you can see, like, you know, the work is kind of, how do I say this, it's kind of showing and coming to light now. You know, people are kind of seeing. I think people knew, but people are really trying to trying to see, starting to see what I worked on this summer. But it's it's nothing like playing in a game. It's not like playing on a on. I don't know which ones I like better, road or away. But I really like playing in front of our home crowd and and making them happy, making them proud, and seeing them go home and hearing the song. Those are really good feelings, and that's a really good feeling. And then even silencing a crowd on the road and beating them and sending those fans home, you know, kind of sad and kind of salty. That's that's a great feeling for me as well. So playing just basketball period really makes me happy. You know, I made a post after we had lost to the Bucks. Um, saying I missed this, and I really meant that. There was no, there was no other way to caption that post. I really missed 
just going out there and competing with my teammates, going out there, competing for our organization, uh, competing for Bragg and Rice, competing for, for, you know, the ultimate goal at the end of the year, of course. But I think I think it's been really cool. I think it's been really good. The season's, you know, this starts the season. We just got to keep it up and, uh, you know, go out there and, and continue what we're doing, continue what we're doing. Yeah, I think now I need to have to talk about the Eastern Conference player of the week, how I found out. I don't like talking about myself, but I have to do that. It's, that's just what I need to do. But anyways, I found out. I'll tell you how I found out. I was sitting on my couch, and again, think you know what? At this point, let's just talk about it. Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, that's the news. Okay, that's the news. I, I'm sorry. It's not the news. I don't watch real news, but everything that I just know is on Twitter. And let's just be honest with you. So I'm sitting there, and again, notification from Twitter comes up, and I'm getting tagged, and I see it. And then my mom, I'm on the phone with my mom, and she says, oh, wow, you're a player of the week. And I was like, what are you, ta- like, what are you talking about, mom? You, why are you, first of all, where are you getting this information from? And she's like, no, my grandmother who stays on Twitter, that's to her, think, I'm thinking about this. My grandmother is always on Twitter. That's how you know this is the news. This is how you know Twitter has become the news. My grandmother gets up in the morning. She wakes up at 4 a.m. She reads the Bible, and then she checks Twitter. So it's like that's the news for her. She used to get up in the morning, read the Bible, and then turn on the news. She doesn't do that anymore. She checks Twitter. She finds everything she needs to know there. But anyways, she <laughs> she, she goes down. She screams down and tells my mom, hey, um, Denise, Tyrese won player of the week. And then, then it got to posting. I didn't know it was a real thing until the Sixers posted it. And I just remember how many times Joel's won it. So I was like, oh, I guess this is cool. But, um, you know, for me, you know, they asked me in the media, what did it mean to me to win player of the week? For me, it meant that we're doing something right as a team, as an organization, honestly. Uh, that means we're winning some games. You know, we lose, we lose two out of three games or we get blown out in Milwaukee. I don't think there's a chance that me nor Joel gets or anybody on our team gets player of the week. Honestly, I think winning brings – um, accolades, individual accolades, team accolades, any type of accolades. You need to win to be seen. You know what I mean? Nobody cares. You can have 70 points. Look at it like, you know, Zach Levine had a great game. Set a season high, career high, I think, of 50 points. But, you know, they, they didn't win. So that, you know, nobody really it kind of just got swept under the rug. Not saying that's Zach Levine, anything bad about Zach Levine, because Zach Levine's an unbelievable player. But winning sometimes is highlighted, not sometimes, all the time, is highlighted more. And that's just how the that's just how the game is. It's a competitive sport. But it's it's a great deal. You know, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that, you know, I was honored to have an award. I'm happy that, you know, the work is is showing off. And I just want to keep going out there and be successful and helping my teammates win and uh putting my teammates in the right position. I've been trying to be ultra aggressive. Coach Nurse said I need to be even more aggressive which is funny. You know, I'm trying my best out there, you know, and, and Joel wants me to be more great. Tobias, they've been on me. They just want me to, like, I pass up a few shots, like, man, shoot the ball. We see how you shoot. You know how you shoot. We see how you work. And uh, I've been trying to get in the paint, create for them. So it's been great. Trying to, they've been they've been challenging me to rebound the ball more this year. So I've been doing that and, uh, and, and mixing up with the bigs. And so that's been really great as well. Another funny thing that I, I've been hearing a lot and seeing a lot on the news, we're gonna just gonna start calling Twitter the news, that I've been seeing a lot on the news is uh, people are talking about because we traded JH away that our expectations should change or we're not trying to win. And I, I full hardly disagree with any of that. I mean, we have Joel and Bill in our team, okay? And he's in his prime. There, there's never a season that we're not gonna go out there and try to win, especially with him. Like, he is the 
it's the most competitive player, person I've ever met in my life. We were bowling. We just had a team of Halloween event, and we were bowling. And it's not, no, nothing, just bowling. He was bowling against Coach Rico Hines. And it, it started out as, you can't beat me in bowling. No, you can't beat me. You can't. Nobody can. I'm the best bowler ever. And Rico Hines is like, no, I'll, I'll beat you. I'll beat you. So they start out bowling, and Joel starts out losing. And Joel is such a he, – he wants to win so bad at everything he does. He takes he takes the bowling ball. I, I'm off, all off topic. But anyways, he takes the, the, the bowling balls, and he starts juggling the balls in front of the lane that, that Rico, our coach, is trying to, is trying to bowl in. And, he's jug- and Rico's like, move. He's like, I'm not going to touch the ball. I'm just rolling. I'm going to get out the way. And Rico's like, Joel, I don't want to, like, accidentally roll and hit your face. Like, no, I, you don't have to worry about me. Don't worry about it. I just roll. Just-. And then he goes to roll his last, his, on the, like, what's it called, whatever, row 10. And Joel ends up getting a, he gets a spare and he gets a strike. So he catches all the way up to Rico because of that. And now he's tied. And Rico hasn't went yet. So it's 132, 132. All Rico has to do is knock down one pin. So Joel's like, he's like, all right, Joe, just let me roll, get over it, blah, blah. Rico goes up to roll, and Joel sticks his, you know, let's remember, Joel is a huge human being. He sticks his hand in front of Rico mid-roll. Rico shanks the, like, he misses the entire, every pin, and knocks down zero, and they tie, end up tying. And Joel's like, ha, 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 I beat you. You don't win, you lose. And it's like, anyways, I say all this to say, if you really think that Joel is going to let our expectations change of winning a championship, it's, it's, it's not. He doesn't care who's on his team. He's going to go out there and he's going to be Joel and B. And he's going to expect the guys that he's playing with to, to raise their level of play. So I don't, I, I highly think that, you know, people may count us out or whatever, but our goal is still the same. We have the same goal in mind. We are not going to go out there and try to lose games. We're going out there to win every single game, every single night. And and that's just that's just what it is. And I feel like the organization on the same page as us. And I think our coaching staff won't let it happen as well. Coach Nurse has installed. He he's been he's been really good. I don't know how like he's just been really good. He's been like a brush of fresh air for the entire team. And then for me, like I was telling my mom earlier today, like I had the ultimate confidence. I created my own confidence. Coach Cal was big on creating your own confidence. I did all those different things because. You need to be confident from within first. But, like, you don't understand how, how, how good it feels. And, and I love Doc, Doc, Sam. They also did a great job of giving me a chance to play and be confident. But the way Nick Nurse has done it, he's, he's just really just installed, like, this confidence in me for to go out there and play free. You know, I'm going to make mistakes. Still young. I'm not, I haven't turned 23. I turned 23 in a couple of days. But still young. Going to make a couple of mistakes. I'm going to, you know, knock on wood, but I'm going to have, you know, you have bad shooting nights. You have, you know what I mean? You have slow starts. You have those different things. You have foul trouble. Like, this is what I knew he was confident in me. I had two fouls in the first quarter of the Milwaukee game. I didn't have any rhythm. It was looking like it was going to be a long night for me. But he puts me back. He takes me out and puts me back in and trusts me with two fouls. And I end up going out there in the second quarter and having a really good quarter. Not just for myself, but for my team as well, but internally you need that as a player you need to have good moments like if I if I had just had to sit the whole half he didn't trust me to not pick up a foul then I like you don't know where your confidence is coming into the third quarter into the rest of that game and your rhythm basketball is all about rhythm so I appreciate him for that that just shows how much trust and confidence he has in his players 
And I appreciate him for that. I really do. I really do appreciate him for what he's doing for us. He just he's he's opened up the floor for us. He's opened up the the mindset of Joel to play more free. And Joel's bought in. If, if Joel doesn't buy into any of this, none of this matters. You know what I mean? None of this matters. If Coach Durst can want to do anything, and if Joel doesn't buy in, at the end of the day, that's Joel. So you know what I mean? That he he's bought in, which means everybody else has to buy in. Like your your leader, your best player is bought in. Okay, you have to rally around him, and because of that. I, I promise y'all we'll get Joel on this podcast. We just, uh, last week, you know, we lost, so he didn't do it. I, I'm trying to get him in Detroit in a couple weeks, so stay tuned for that. Last thing I want to talk about before I, before I get out of here, Pat Bell. He's an interesting person, but I really like Pat Bell. I really, I, you know, it, the funniest thing about the NBA is you have these, you create these personas about people from the outside looking in. And you probably, you know, you think, oh, Pat Bev's crazy. Oh, Pat Bev's this, that, Pat Bev. Pat Bev is probably the most, like, he's like one of the best just people in general that I've ever met. Like, he he knows his stuff. He knows he's a great vet. Like, there was a time in um, in film, I'll talk about this, a time in film where, and I won't say any names, but in the past we've had some different different players on our team where, you know, they kind of mess with younger guys or they kind of do different things or whatever. But so they put up the assignments for the game, the defensive assignments. And Pat Bell pulls his phones out and take a picture. And he tells Paul Reed, who Pat Bell has really been on because you know, they're playing the same group and Pat Bell really wants him to be successful because we know P. Reed is good. Paul Reed, get out the mud. B-ball Paul is, we know what he can do. But Pat Bell tells him, hey, take a picture, pull your phone out, take a picture, study it. You should know every call. Like, I have to rely on you to tell me when the screen is coming, which way I got to go. And I just think that was so important for not just not just Pat, but P. Reed, like, to know, like, hey, look, I got your back. It's not, nothing wrong with taking the picture. Nothing wrong with being overprepared. There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, I, I, I shout out to Pat Bell for that. But he, he came up to me to talk to me about the pod, and he was just, just throwing out different questions. Just throwing out so many questions. And the one that he told me about was the coaching trees of the NBA. This is how this is how his basketball mind is. And he goes all the way up to Greg Pops and then jumps into the WNBA and starts talking about Becky Hand. Like, oh snap. Oh, guess what? Becky's in it. So he's been coming up to me telling me all these different trees. And like, I'm just really happy to have Pat, uh, Pat Bev on our team. I'm just really happy to have him on our team. I think he's a great vet. I think, you know, it's sad losing PJ. Like I said, it's sad losing PJ. But I think Pat Bev is going to be a great thing this year. He's going to be great for Philly. I think Philly's going to love him. He's very intense when it comes to basketball, though, and actual playing on the court. So shout out to Pat Bev, man. Shout out to the entire Sixers team. But uh, now it's time to go to break. You know, one more break coming. Then I'll tell you what I'm thankful for. We'll talk about a, a few games, a few important games coming up. You know, our schedule is amazing. Love the NBA. So we'll talk about that and uh, we'll be back and we'll close it out. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Covino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. All right, y'all, we're back from break. A couple of things we're going to talk about before I get into what um, I'm thankful for and what I want to get 1% better at. I'm going to start out with how we have some very good games coming up. I think one of them is on our birthday. Um, I don't know uh, when this will be released, but I know that we play the Suns on my birthday, the New Look Suns. I, I keep talking about I just I talked about it earlier, how crazy the NBA is. Bradley Bills on the Suns now. Y'all didn't know. And Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. <laughs> so it's going to be a fun – that's going to be a fun one. They're coming to Philly. We play early, too, 1 o'clock game on my birthday. So I'll be able to play that game and then probably grab some food, and that'll be a fun one. We also have a, the team that knocked us out the playoffs in seven games, the Boston Celtics coming to town a little bit after them, I think maybe on Wednesday, I want to say, next Wednesday. So a week from, week from that. We'll have the Celtics coming in. Those are two huge games. I think those are going to test us. You know, those those will really test us. And I can't wait for that, honestly. I can't wait for those tests. You know, for me, I always try to raise my level of play to the competition. You know what I mean? I always want to raise up to the, to the moment. I've had some of my biggest games on, on the biggest stages. So that's an early big stage. Nothing too crazy, but it's an early test, early big stage, kind of like the Milwaukee game for us. And just to... Get a get a look at where we're at. You know what I mean? That'll be a good good test for us. And then I want to tell y'all about um, y'all know me. I like to give back to the community. I like to do things around Philly. I like to do things around Garland. I am now doing. I do this every year, but turkey giveaway on November 11th. And I think it's supposed to be a surprise, but I'm gonna put this in there anyway. We're supposed to be feeding a thousand families. A thousand families are going to be able, and I think it's in each like box or wherever, however it's, we're going to be, we're going to do it. It's going to be six to eight families. So when you do that math, that's a lot of people. <laughs> when you do that, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people that um, we're trying to make happy. Um, the holidays are tough times. 
They're really, really, really good times, but they're tough times as well. So yeah, I always talk about it. My grandma put me, my grandma told me that I'll be in a position one day to be able to give back, to be able to put smiles on people's faces. Um, and that's what I try to do. And that's what I'm trying to do, man. I know that yesterday was Halloween and I didn't know trick-or-treating started this early. This quick story. I didn't know trick-or-treating started this early. I, I don't remember it starting this early when I was a kid, but they the, the trick-or-treat came at four o'clock. It was still light outside. I was taking a nap and I hear like I, I nap with my blinds open. I, I always have like my I have these shears that come down and go and they were open. And my dog roams the house because I'm not really worried. He roams the house. He, gets, he wants to bark and look outside. So around, I'm, I'm asleep. I've been asleep about an hour. I'm tired. This is a great nap I'm getting in right now. And I hear, I hear the kids walk. It's like 4.30. I hear them walking. And they're like, wait, he's, he's in there. We see him. And my dog is losing his mind. Apollo is losing it. He's, like, he's just barking so loud. He's just running back before the house. I get up. And I realized it's, it's, I forgot it's Halloween and it's 4.30 and it gets extremely dark in my neighborhood. So that's probably why the kids were out early trick-or-treating. And um, Chris was gone. Brandon was gone. Both of them were gone. So they're ringing on the doorbell. So I'm like, okay, I, gotta, I need to get up and, and start hand, passing out candy. So when I get out, when I open up the door, it's at least, and I, when I'm not trying to be over exact, like this is serious. I'm telling my mom, it's at least 50 kids out there. It's at least, it's, it's like four four basketball teams, you know. Uh, look, like it's it's amazing though. I, I had I had to take a picture, I had to take a video because they they were great. And you know, what I mean, I just felt like my mom was like, "Are you going to actually give out the candy?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna open the door. I'm gonna give out the candy." A lot of them didn't know that was my house, so like when I opened the door, they were like, "Well, who is the what in the world?" But um, it's been great, man. The neighborhood has been safe. Um, I love I love when I see people, when I see fans, I always try to say what's up. So this turkey giveaway is going to be a big deal to you know for me as well because like I said, my grandma always told me to give back. It's going to be great. Shout out to my uncle, foundation, everybody who who helps me with that, and that's going to be great. But here we go. This week, I am thankful for. I'm gonna say I'm thankful for two things. I'm thankful for this organization and taking a chance on me at 21 to be a part of this team. Part of this, part of this organization, part of this franchise. You know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be playing a game I love every single day, and I'm very thankful for that. And I'm also thankful for for my teammates. I'm thankful for my teammates because, honestly, without them and this these transitions that I had to go through, um, that I had to go through year two with Ben, year four with with Jage, um, year three with Jage coming in and playing point, like I could not do it without them, honestly. Without them pushing me, without them being confident in me, without them um, having the confidence in me to go out there and and get them the ball, score the ball, lead a team, um, and then and then I'm gonna throw Dick Nurse in there as well. You know, I'm thankful for him, and I'm thankful for his his confidence in me, his patience with me, and how he's allowed me to grow my game and allowed me to expand and and do different things like that. So those are the three things that I'm thankful for. Um, this week. And what I want to get 1% better at is, I'm going to say turning the ball over. I only turned the ball over three times um, in the first three games. So that's one a game. I'm going to try to keep that low. I'm going to try to keep that very low because uh, I really value, uh, my dad's been on me since I was a little kid, but I value the possession of the ball. I feel like it's extremely important when it comes to the playoffs. And it's only like I've been on 
myself and Joel about turning the ball over. And, you know, I can't I can't get, continue to get on Joe about turning the ball over if I turn it over. So, you know, those are those those are what I'm thankful for. And that's why I, I plan to get one percent better at this week. But uh, I appreciate y'all for listening. I promise y'all I am going to get more consistent and try to carve out a real schedule. I really appreciate y'all tuning in, subscribing. Going to have Joel on here. Going to have a couple other people on here. And uh, it's been great. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for subscribing. Max, you on the mic. Out. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.